We're back. Look at that. Another interesting person visiting visiting us today here. This is James, the box office, the box office artist. Right on. <laughs> and uh, man, what an entrance you made today. Because <laughs> uh, it was just like another day around here. And then you rolled in and you were like, oh, I have some uh, some things to give you guys. That's right. And we didn't, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. Right. I had this package in front of me. And then all of a sudden, these get pulled out. <laughs> it's me and Willie Do uh, looking uh, a little bit, just a slight bit more buff than usual. Just a tiny uh, touch. Not enough, mine's accurate. Yeah, no, it's not enough. <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and so I'm just like, I'm examining the artwork here. Obviously, this is, uh, that's your thing. Yep. You are uh, all about illustration and a comic book style um, Marvel DC. Mm-hmm. I watched a couple of your videos. Obviously, I, I started with your most recent, the 24-hour stick man. Yes. So there's kind of like a challenge element to what you're doing there as well. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Uh, with timing and, and like, that, like, well, for example, that one you had a time limit of, I guess, 24 hours? Yeah, yeah, 24 hours there. Uh, YouTube's changed a lot since uh, when I first started because before I could just like draw something shrink the, you know, time-lapse it, put some music in it, and it's done. But mm-hmm. th- but these days, that doesn't really get people to watch. Mm. And uh, and to be honest, these type of videos are much more fun for me. Like, uh, you know, adding a little bit of element of surprise, suspense, uh, just adds more to the art- actual artwork mm-hmm. itself, right? So that's why we like to add time limits, any sort of challenge uh, to help, uh, you know, to help uh, the entertainment value of every yeah, video, and, for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, even just the approach, because you think... You think uh, about how to stay creative, come up with ideas. Like, obviously, there's some merit in just drawing a single individual character. Oh, for sure. But then you've probably done that. Yeah. And so you're having to come up with ways to uh, create new and interesting concepts. So here it's like, oh, it's a stick man for 25. But then I'm clicking on it and I'm like, oh, wait a sec. The, it's a very detailed stick man in which the actual body of the stick man is every superhero you could possibly imagine and villain and so forth right on right on yeah because uh i, I like doing these type of meme type uh type videos uh i'd done a couple of stickman videos in the past and they actually did really well for me that came about when i i had a series called uh, the most detailed drawing ever so i would take transformers and just add an obscene amount of detail to them and then people would comment hey i'd like to see you draw a detailed stickman i'm mm. like oh, okay why don't we give that a try so i tried one and it did uh pretty well i think this was my first one this is the first one i did Mm. And it, it pretty much, uh, I just took a, yeah, made him an, a literal stick man. That's what, that's Whoa. what I did. I had, I just turned him into some, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's Groot pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a, a thinner Groot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, and then after that, I did one more where I, um, I added more of a challenge to it. So I added a time limit. So I drew it five times in, in different uh, times. And, uh, that actually was my most, po- most profitable video, not my most uh, viewed video, but definitely my most profitable video. What does that mean? What do you mean profitable? Like, uh, well, I think, sense? well, the thing with, um, with drawing videos, sometimes people come and watch it and they just want to see what it looks like at the end. So people like low retention. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Low, much lower retention. This one here, uh, they watched pretty much all the way through. Which one so, are we talking about? This one, this one here, the, the 10 hour, 10 hour, one hour, 10 minute. One oh, minute that one there, Wow. that one here. But uh, is it because of the way you structured it? You think that's what's going on there? Absolutely. Absolutely. So people wanted to see what the 10 second looked like, the one minute, 10 minute. And then the last one, I, you know, I kind of fooled everybody. I actually drew a team of trees Mm. at at the end. So, so. 
and oh, people kind of like part that. of the team trees promo. It, it was actually, uh, okay. it was actually cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, so it's a whole bunch of every tree character I thought of, I could think of. I threw I threw into this particular piece here. Now, so your yeah. your uh, t typical uh, toolkit here consists of uh, m like this these uh, ink. Yep. style markers. Yep, for Is sure. That what we can call them. What would we call? We these? Got my, uh, microns, uh, fine liner type pens. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, markers. Pretty much. It's very uh, comic book style. Like I, I was a comic book artist for like six years. Mm. Then I worked in for in film for quite a few years before heading into YouTube. So that that comic book side of me, that's what I wanted to bring over to my YouTube channel. I so, see. So the way I drew the way I drew you guys, that's how I would draw when I was working for Marvel and DC back in the day. So you actually were working for Marvel and DC oh, at a point. Absolutely, absolutely. I've had a, had about a twenty-year career in in art. So I started, um, I started uh, as a comic book artist. Uh, well, if if you want to go the whole story, <laughs> whatever. You <laughs> like. yeah, let's, ahead, yeah. let's start for the whole. Let's start right at the beginning. Uh, of course, uh, growing up, you know, especially having uh, Asian parents, they wanted you to be a doctor uh, oh, back, back then for sure. I, uh, I always liked drawing. I always liked drawing, but I never thought of it as a career until my last year of high school. And uh, this was a long time ago. This is when we had OACs back in the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. For those who don't know, that's Ontario Academic Credit. So year five of high school. I don't, I don't think you went through that. Did no, you? no, I, no, I didn't, you missed but that, I, right? I remember it. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. So my last year of high school, I needed uh, so many OAC credits. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to be a doctor anymore. I want to, I want to draw. So I made a deal with my mom. I said, let me go to art college. If I can't get a job afterwards, I'll go back into medicine. Mm. So I went to Sheridan College. I took illustration. And then afterwards, I got my first job in comic books. Uh, and I went back and forth between many companies. I started, I think the most famous comic I worked on was Transformers at the time. I was one of the artists for Transformers. I became known as a Transformers artist. But then I went to work for Marvel DC. I worked on Hulk. Wonder Woman, uh, and that was until about 2006 when I decided uh, the freelance life was really tough because mm -hmm. I'm always, I was always, you know, when you're a freelance artist, sometimes all the work comes at once, and then sometimes you have no work for like six months. That's mm -hmm. usually how it is. So I wanted something a little bit more stable, so I went back to school. I took uh, computer animation at Sheridan here, and then I started working in film. I moved to Vancouver for three years. I, uh, I worked on Stargate. I worked on Percy Jackson. I worked on a whole bunch of movies. I was a 3D modeler at the mm -hmm. time. Then I moved back to Toronto, and I worked on a few productions here. I worked on Underworld, um, uh, Battle LA, a few movies here. And that was until about uh, 2015. I, I actually started my YouTube channel in uh, 2013. I had a little time off. I saw this guy on YouTube drawing some eyes, and it got a lot of views. I'm like, I could draw eyes on the internet. I could do that. So uh, I uh, started my YouTube channel. At first, I kind of wanted to be more like a movie reviewer. Um, so I thought, how can I make myself different? So what I'll do is, if a new movie's coming out, at that time Iron Man 3, uh, I'll uh, take a preview of that movie, or I'll preview that movie, so I'll, but I'll draw it at the same time. So if you watch my very, very first videos, it's me on a green screen talking about the movie. And uh, the thing is, people love the artwork, and they hated my reviews. So I was like, oh, okay, fine, I get it, I get it. So, uh, so I'm like, okay, well, I'll just focus on the drawing. So I did it off and on for a couple of years. Uh, that was until about 2015. A friend of mine at work encouraged me to start uh, doing more videos, so I did, and I really enjoyed it. And by that time, I was I think it was about like I was 38 years old at the time, and I, I talked to my wife and I said, you know what, um, I never really did art for me before. Like I would always do art for other people, do art for other companies, but I never did art on my own terms and I would like to try it. 
Uh, so I started teaching uh, aside just to keep you know the money coming in, and then I started focusing on my uh, on my YouTube channel at the mm. time. So I went full time. I quit my job in 2015, and um, I just started uh, making YouTube videos, just trying everything under under the sun. And uh, one thing I tried to do, I made this uh, gigantic Star Wars piece. Uh, it took me about six months to produce. Uh, so what I did was I drew every single uh, Star Wars character. It says uh, 450 hours if you just scroll down there. Oh. I drew Star Wars for 450 hours. Uh, that one there, 450-hour drawing, that's the one there. Uh, 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 one, more, one more down. That's the one. That's oh, the one. That's right. the one. The red My one. Yes, that's the one. The... That's the one. Uh, so I... I decided, because I was a huge Star Wars fan at the time, Force Awakens just came out. So I decided to draw this gigantic piece. It was like um, uh, five and a half feet tall, about eight, eight, nine feet wide. And just for fun, just for YouTube. And then, and then uh, Lucasfilm saw it, mm. and they asked me to be on the Star Wars show. So they brought, me down to, uh, they brought me down to San Francisco, and I displayed it in their offices, and that was a lot of fun. And then I decided, okay, I, I had my fun. Now, now it's time to go back to work. But the thing about the visual effects industry, if you're out of work for a certain amount of time, then uh, it's hard to get back in because the programs change. Like a lot of things change in how to do the job. And I was too expensive at the time because I was a senior artist. So I tried to apply to some jobs and they felt that getting two junior guys would be cheaper than getting me to come back. So I was kind of stuck. I'm like, okay, I'll continue doing this YouTube thing at the time. So I remember in 2018... Uh, I was on Twitter, like at four o'clock in the morning, and I saw Kevin Feige. If uh, for those who don't know, Kevin Feige is the the guru of Marvel. He's the one who mastermind all these MCU films, right? So I saw he was tweeting, and I tweeted him this this image. I tweeted him this image. I'm like, hey, we'd love to do something like this for you. And then um, the next day, I get an email from Marvel from uh, their marketing team, and then they said, hey, uh, hey, uh, we Kevin saw your stuff. He likes it. We don't know what we're going to do yet. Just stay tuned. Just stay tuned. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll, see, what, we'll see what happens, right? So fast forward five months later, I think it was like uh, uh, J January, he messaged me again, and he's like, okay, okay, we're definitely going to do something for Infinity War. I don't know what yet. I don't know what. Stay tuned. And then about a month before the movie, he goes to me, okay, James, you got five weeks. What can you do for us in five weeks? So I said, okay, I know why they're hiring me because they saw that Star Wars piece. And, uh, and uh, I said, okay, I'll still try to draw every single movie here. So at the time, it was 18 movies. So for five weeks, I didn't sleep. And actually, this is, this is it. That's definitely a part of it. And I drew every single movie, uh, not as big as the other one, but I drew every single movie, and they used it as this giant mural to display in uh, theaters all over the world wow. at that time. Yeah, and, th and that was fun. Now, um, at this point... And uh, the, actually, you'll, you'll have the exclusive on this because I never really told this publicly except on, on my channel. Uh, they flew me out to L.A. Uh, to, to go uh, be interviewed and to, to show uh, the mural and everything. And um, when we got back, uh, my wife, my wife, um, she was uh, feeling a little slow. And uh, yeah, she, was, she wasn't well. Let's just say that. We thought it was mono. We thought it was mono. And, uh, you know, it was, went for a few weeks. And then her friend, she went out for, with her friends. And then her friend said, hey, you know, your face looks a little droopy. Um, maybe you should go to the hospital. So we went to the emergency room. And I was just fully expecting them to just tell us mono. But then what happened was they, uh, they found um, 
they found two tumors in her brain, really, really big ones. And they needed to come out right away. They needed to come out right away. And uh, so they took him out. And then uh, a few weeks later, we found out that she had stage four cancer at the time. And uh, it was very shocking, of course. Uh, how, how could it not be? Uh, so I told my wife, you know what? Okay, I had my fun. All this, I, we need something stable now. I need to go back to work. Okay, I'll figure it out. I'll try to get my job back. And then she told me no. She said, this is what you love doing. I know it. I, have, I see it in your eyes. Every time you post a video, you, you enjoy doing this. This is what you love. We'll figure it out. I would rather spend my remaining days with you being happy. That's what she told me. So I said, okay, we'll give it a shot. And at, that, at this time, I was around maybe about 50, 60,000 subscribers at the time. And then a couple months later, uh, my son came home and uh, he brought this drawing. He, he designed this character, right? It was a really cool character. And I said, uh, well, that's a really cool character. What if I, what if I tried to draw it in my comic book style? Uh, so that's what I did. And that was my very first video to go viral, that particular video. That was my first video to hit a million views mm. of me redrawing my son's, son's drawing. You know, because the thing was, I was ready to quit right before that. But my wife made me continue on. Uh, so this was around, uh, yeah, again, this was 2018. And then from that, that's the one. That's one right there. Um, well, this is a compilation, but that first one there, that was the one. That was, oh, wow. That was, that was the drawing there. Even so, your son's drawing is pretty yeah, cool there, actually. Yeah, he, do, he doesn't like drawing anymore. <laughs> really? He, he'd rather play games. Sure. <laughs> I got to force him to draw, right? So, uh, but... But then after that, it was like uh, from that year, for the next year, it seemed like I, I, I kept getting viral video after viral video. So it, within a year, that's where I grew from the 60,000 to, to a million in a year. That was from all the different, uh, all the different viral videos that came out at the time. Yeah. That's a really interesting to me that, that the first one to take off is this, your son's design. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Of all the title thumbnail combinations <laughs> right, of yeah. things to capture attention, I mean, I, the concept now that I'm watching it is really cool. Right. Yeah. Because every kid would love to imagine their character yeah. fully formed. Right. Exactly. exactly. So yeah. I grasp it, but I just wonder how people found it. Do you, did it end up getting reposted on certain websites or do you uh, know? To, to be honest, I, I have no idea. Like, and it took a while. It took about a month uh, hmm. before it started getting traction. I didn't really even think of anything of it, right? I just, I just posted it. I thought it was a cool video and just people were, were drawn to it, I, hmm. I, I found. Well, that's yeah. a, it can be, you can have these key moments. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the way you talk about it, it seems evident that you can pinpoint right. these sort of critical moments that, uh, had an impact or like uh, allowed for the thing to continue to progress. It could be an influence of another person or certain event. And in this case, you had a combination of factors that encouraged you. And those moments are big. Obviously Absolutely. you're, you're yeah. bringing your own passion and enthusiasm, but we need these other external pieces at times to sort of act as that extra push. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then sometimes we don't know where it comes from. It just, just kind of happens. So, um, you know, Sometimes I don't even want to question it. It's like, <laughs> if it comes, that's fantastic. I'll, I'll just kind of, I'll just kind of roll with it. Mm -hmm. you know? so. Well, I mean, it's a, go, going back to the, the sort of origin of it all, 
the difference between the lifestyle of a doctor and the <laughs> lifestyle of a of an artist. They couldn't it kind of far apart, aren't they? Right, absolutely. Yeah. And for sure. so did you know like at what point in your life did you start down this path? Were you always creative? Were you always artistic? Oh, definitely always artistic, for sure. Like uh, whenever someone asks me when I start drawing, I'll, I'll tell them three, but that's a lie because I have no idea because as far as I know, I was always been drawing. Mm. Uh, I love cartoons growing up. Uh, so I would always try to redraw cartoons. Like my favorites were He-Man, the old oh, yeah. Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, 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 absolutely. back in the day, Transformers. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. whatever I saw, I, w I would draw. But again, never really thinking that it would come into a career. I didn't really get into comic books till uh, high school, actually. I had a good friend. He was a comic book uh, collector, and uh, he really pushed me to start collecting comics. And then I just, I just love what I saw in the 90s. Uh, Jim Lee, the old uh, Image Comic guys, uh, they really influenced my style, mm. and even the way I draw today. But again, I, n I never really thought of it as a job. And that was until I realized, okay, I, I actually like doing this. So, yeah, you, YouTube has created these avenues that, mm -hmm. these, that uh, I mean, they just didn't exist previously. Even you, speaking of your experience, having gone sort of the more traditional path, taking this interest that you have into, uh, you know, applying for jobs or trying to right. find work within the, the industry as it was. Right. Yeah. And then kind of stumbling into the YouTube thing, which obviously I've, I've spoken to a number of YouTubers and. There's a similarity there in those stories of, look, I was passionate and enthusiastic, but I didn't exactly know how there was a business there. Right. But I started posting and then discovered there was a business there. Right. And Absolutely. that's something that you discovered as well. So that's, I mean, it's always cool to watch people doing the things that they are passionate about. However, they make that thing possible. Today's sponsor, DoorDash. And as you can tell from the front page there, before he even puts an address in, I see a salad. I see some ice cream, and I think I see tacos on the right-hand side. You are correct. I feel like those are all things that I like and enjoy. Uh-huh. And it's something I didn't know at first when I first started using DoorDash was that, I mean, you can actually get DoorDash to pick up something like a carton of ice cream. Mm. That's doable. It's not a problem. Something cold. Something cold or something from the convenience store. Yes. That's a feature that they added. And what happens when you're in the app, you may have your initial food order, and then it'll be like, hey, you want us to make a little pit stop? You want anything extra? Did you forget something from the store? Hmm. And that'll be that'll be like a on the way after picking up the initial meal. So everything is coordinated. You can get pizza with deodorant. And yeah, that's what... That sounds a little bit gross, but maybe you need both things. It's quite yes. possible. Yeah. It's time to get back out there. But if you're not quite ready for a full-blown adventure... There's still ways to explore the world from the comfort of your home. With DoorDash, you don't even need to travel far to experience something new. Get what you want to eat right now and right to your door with DoorDash. With over 300 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from one of your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LULATER2021, that's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LULATER2021. Don't forget the codes LULATER2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. We're also sponsored by Audible. This is a fantastic way to catch up on all kinds of 
amazing content, uh, particularly, I mean, obviously you got your books on there, but they add a lot more stuff recently too, as far as podcasts and Audible originals. It's a huge catalog to choose from. And the main thing for me is, you know, if I ever find myself stuck in a car, I want to make the most of my time stuck in a car. Mm. And I start, sometimes I like to plan in advance. If I know I got a road trip ahead, like I got a, I got a trip coming up. It's going to be a road trip very soon. And I'm already scouring. I'm already looking there. I'm thinking, hmm. Some uh, Margaret Atwood. I'm just trying to decide, you know, what might fit that particular road trip as far as an audiobook is concerned. I look at the new Matthew McConaughey right there. Look at I don't think you can play a sample, but look at how, look at it. He's he, weathered. He looks rugged. Yes. He, he looks, he looks Texas, which is what he's been all about recently. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He's always been all about it. But listen, you don't need to be stuck in your car listening to, uh, I don't know, crap. You can actually uh, make use of your time, learn something, learn about someone, or be entertained in a form of an audiobook. You can get a free audiobook too. Just head over to Audible. So I watched the recent movie, Dune, and I want to check out the audiobook and see how it plays out. So right now, if you visit audible.com slash lulater or text lulater to 500-500, you'll get one credit good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You'll also get an audio plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want, no credits needed. So once again, go to audible.com slash lulater or text lulater to 500-500. Thank you to Audible. And our last sponsor is one that you guys know well. It's Manscaped, world famous for grooming, grooming one's hair no matter where it happens to be. Well, I mean, let's get this out the way. Targeted at the sensitive regions, targeted at the balls. But I want to tell you, I've been having a couple of conversations around the office. Kirk just told me like, this is just a good razor all around, and I have to agree with him. Hmm. Because if you think about it, it could be sensitive all kinds of places. Yes. You know what I mean? And 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 nobody wants the tugging or the pulling, no matter where it is, if it's the balls or otherwise. And so uh, this with the ceramic blade on there, with the light on there, uh, with the charging, the 4.0, the perform I mean, 7,000 RPM, wireless charging. The 4.0 does it all, but I got a couple of other products over here I'm excited for because I have been asking for that weed whacker forever mm -hmm. with the nose hairs and whatnot as I become an elder statesman. Yes. And so that's here. Now I'm going to give that a shot. I see they got shampoo, conditioner. They got the Shears 2.0. I'm dropping things. And they also got the refined cologne over here. So it's uh. the, I'm dropping more things. The wide uh, world of Manscaped products continues to expand, and you're getting left out. So get your butt over there and uh, start grooming. So I try to trim my balls, and it sucked. With an old razor? Come on now. Keep the grooming game going with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside is the holy grail of men grooming items. They made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. Their finely tuned trimmers feature a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball hair trimmer on the planet. It's also waterproof, so in the shower, it's definitely essential. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com slash Lou. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped slash Lou. Trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweenie with Manscaped. Thank you to Manscaped. Possible. Absolutely, and, and especially today, it's, it's, we live in a time where you can 
make a living from what you're passionate about. Usually there is some sort of audience in that case. Like, oh, I wish YouTube was around <laughs> in the mid-2000s. Or it was. It, it definitely was. It wasn't what it was today. Or if, I wish I found it uh, in the, in the mid-2000s because I definitely am drawn to the filmmaking side. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the drawing is part of it, right? But I actually do enjoy making more entertaining type videos these days. So mm. we're, we're always trying to find more ways to, you know, get that, get that uh, retention up for sure. But, it, right. it, but even just general entertainment through the videos. That's why these days I, I'd like to add more to the videos if I can, right? Mm -hmm. more, more challenges, more drawings if I can. So like right? in, so, in, in your recent video, are you talking about some of the tactics, like how your, uh, the way that you're describing the challenge or the energy of the video, like what specifically are oh, you referencing? Oh, for sure. Uh, de definitely. Uh, the way, way I cut shots, way, um, you know, it's very, um, choppy now, <laughs> before I would just leave the camera on and then I would just talk and it was very slow, but you know, tightening things up a lot mm -hmm. and you can see everything jumps around a lot now, but I, I find I'm finding the audience finds it a little more. They like it more and they, they feel less inclined to skip. Skip mm -hmm. ahead, but they but they're enjoying like shots like this, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, right? you know what I mean. That's truly an endless endeavor trying to uh, adapt right. to the to the styles of uh, storytelling and challenges mm -hmm. and like just the YouTube landscape as it's ever shifting. Oh, for sure. Viewership habits and whatever the target demographic. Like I'm, I'm watching this. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this would be a younger audience that would be into this. Uh, actually, uh, it's a, it's a mix. It's a mix. definitely a mix because, uh, like a lot of the characters, like a lot of people our age, uh, they, uh, you know, they're very adept to Marvel characters. I just know with my sure. own, my own kids. Yeah, yeah, they are. They would often be looking for uh, videos because they would want to draw themselves as well. They would be right. also looking for inspiration. Oh, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Well, but looking at my analytics, usually 18 to, 18 to 24, and mm -hmm. and uh, even the middle one, like it, it's it changes per video, and sure. it's really weird of sometimes. Course. I guess I guess it also depends on the subject subject matter, right? As well, and of course, like uh, Marvel Marvel characters always do better on my channel than when I'm trying to do uh, other things. Of course, well, things of course. Uh, so it's always a balance trying to figure it out. Yeah, but 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 this type of stuff, it's always it's harder though. It absolutely got a lot harder. So I ended up. Uh, Finally hiring a team <laughs> together to help me with, with all the filming and stuff. Mm. So I can just concentrate on the drawing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the biggest thing. So so, so you have uh, somebody filming, somebody editing as well? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I have, um, I, I hired, well, since also because it was, I found once my wife passed, it was, it was really hard for me to kind of concentrate and do, do work and, and to help me get over it. Uh, or at least. How oh, long ago did this happen? My wife uh, passed away three months ago. Three months ago. And um, I think last month, uh, so I took a couple months off and, uh, you know, just, just took it easy, uh, spent some time with the kids. And I'm, as long as I'm with the kids, I'm fine. When the kids go to school, though, it's, it's a little tough. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should do some work. But then it's hard because I'm by myself. So, um, so I went and I hired two of my best friends. I said, okay, come on over. Let, let's work on this together. So one, I'm not alone. Number two, it helped me kind of get working again. Hmm. Kind of get working again, and, and it's helped a lot. It's definitely helped a lot to kind of cope. Like everyone deals with things different ways, and I think one advantage I had was that uh, because I knew years ago that this was going to happen, I, uh, you know, it's it's not like someone who. Um, what do you mean by that? You knew years ago. I, well, I knew you. The doctor told us we only had a few years left. Immediately, they yeah. gave you that. Yeah, wow. pretty much. He, so he told us we only had, if we were lucky, about three years. That's what he told us, and he was pretty on the money, actually. 
Uh, yeah. So what a but, what a crazy moment. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, you know you you understand you're married with kids and and that that moment. Like if I would have found out like a few months ago, it'd be a different story, right? Mm -hmm. There would no be, be no way I'd be able to work right now. But me and my wife, when we found out, we we prepared. We we definitely prepared for this moment. It didn't make it any. I don't think it made it any easier. But at the same time, we were way better prepared than if it was like if she would have passed in like a car accident or something like that, very right. sudden. Right. Uh, like, of course, I knew because once we, I heard that three years ago, like, you know, of course, devastating at the time. It was, of course, how could it not be? But at the same time, we wanted to make sure that the kids would be okay, that we had a plan for them, plan for me, uh, plan for her family uh, when, when the time came. And um, so when we saw earlier this year, when we saw that it was probably going to happen this year, that's when we really tried to prepare ourselves mm. for, for it. So, so, I mean, I, I don't know how much you want to talk about oh, this. Oh, for sure, but, please. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious because, I, I mean, you mentioned that you have kids. I have kids too. Yes. Um, I mean, you can obviously, I mean, you can't really be prepared for a situation like that, but you are also constantly trying to guide them as much mm -hmm. as possible Absolutely. through a variety of circumstances. You just happen to, I mean, obviously bump into a very complicated and mm -hmm. unexpected circumstance. Right. What do you tell tell them? How do you how did how did your kids deal with it? How, it well, of course, it's it, it was tough. Like me and my wife, we we sat down with them and we told them what was going to happen, and that uh, no matter what, we will always like I was always going to be there for them. They'll always be taken care of. Uh, but that's really all you could do, mm. uh, to be honest. You know. And just to be there for them every single day. And it, it is tough for them, of course. Of course, how can it not be? Uh, but it's also funny because the younger ones, you could tell uh, that they, um, they don't understand as much as the older ones do. The older, my older daughter does because, uh, you know, she's almost an adult now. So, you know, definitely hits her differently uh, than the kids. But all I, all I can do is, is to be there for them, you know, talk to them. So and that's another reason why I have workers is that when my kids are home that I could be with there with them mm. and I don't have to worry about the channel. So I could, I could be there with there with them as much as I can at the same time. Uh, but at the same time, that's all you could do. I wish there was like a written manual no, about how to deal yeah, with this, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and part of me thinks like, and, um, and I guess this is a message for anyone with, with, with a family, because part of me thinks, uh, always wonders what would happen if we caught this earlier because when we found out it was already stage four at, at this time and i was thinking okay did we miss a doctor's appointment did we miss uh, right. something going on right at this time and, uh, and i actually have friends uh in my age i'm i'm in my 40s now but i have friends who just finding out they have colon cancer and they just you know we are i'm at that age where something things are going to happen now and, and just trying to be better prepared now so now that my wife's gone i want to make sure my kids have at least have me, you know, at the same time. So oh, right. I'm, yeah, right. I'm, I'm doing my best now to make sure that I'll be here for them right. at, at the same time. Right. So and I guess stuff, the, yeah. the, the, the message with, and I don't, uh, who knows in this particular circumstance, I think it's, it's like human nature to, mm -hmm. to, to think of all the ways in which you could have avoided a particular oh, circumstance. Sure. You think to yourself, if I had done this, or if I had done that, would it be different than it is? But absolutely, yeah. Yeah. depending on, uh, well, cancer specifically, uh, there people sometimes people don't get checked out mm -hmm. as early as they may have a sign or a symptom. Absolutely, yeah. 
And so there is kind of an opportunity there, I guess, to send a, a message out there that like, right. if anything is up with you, if Absolutely. anything is kind of off, then right, right, might as well, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, checked out. I don't know. Yeah, especially for us, like we're, we're in Canada, so at the very least, oh, you know, yeah. it's it's very right. easy for us to get checked out. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, like it, it's worth the money. Just just to, even if you don't have healthcare, you know, just try to find out what's wrong with you. Yeah, you know, at the same time, because you never know, especially if you have kids, right? Especially if kids, you don't know what's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Or at least be prepared for it. The good thing about my wife, um, my wife uh, knew when she found out, she prepared everything. She made sure our insurance was in check. She made sure that. It, like if no matter what everything will be paid off eventually you know she she made sure at least monetarily we'll be okay mm -hmm. uh, the family that the future of the kids their colleges all of that was taken care of she she made sure mm -hmm. and uh you know sometimes we don't even think about that yeah you know, you know what i mean no like, for sure like even uh even like you have you have a business i have a business i gotta find out if something happens to me what happens to the business you know that's you know how's that get divided with the kids i gotta make sure i got a will that uh, really structures all of this, you know, right. kind of thing. Things I didn't really think about, right? Yeah, but now, now I have to. You know? Yeah, 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 definitely, absolutely. Life yeah. kind of uh, shows you that, or yeah. uncovers those elements and those aspects, and oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. that's I, one nice thing about it. In your case, especially the way that you've told the story here, is that she was so supportive mm -hmm. of what you were doing, even in the early days. Absolutely. And so when it when it comes to moving forward you have that in the back of your head that there's that encouragement there even if she is no longer here absolutely and so even though it's like you never really move on mm -hmm. but you can kind of get get back to some sense of normalcy especially in the confidence of knowing that that's probably what she would want you to do oh absolutely and she actually told me that too before she passed she told me she wanted me to continue mm -hmm. doing what i do and, and doing what i love and, uh, and, and like you said, there were many times she could have told me to stop, right? <laughs> Just even, even when I was working in comics, there were, there were some, uh, there were some dry times at that time. She mm. could have told me, go get a real job. She had every right to do that. Right. But every time she always wanted me to follow my dreams and, uh, and to do what makes me happy. And, uh, and I, that's why I owe all of this to her at the end of the day. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And I see you got a couple of pieces of, uh tribute art yes as yes, well yes, yes on the channel yes this particular piece of art here i i actually drew this for her uh, a few years ago it was oh. for it was for her birthday and i never really showed anybody uh this piece here but uh this was a piece of uh of uh, my kids my kids and me i, I drew us as uh, as the avengers cool <laughs> and i never really showed this to anybody but i thought you know now now it was a fitting time to do it yeah yeah because uh, all, all this time too, like she never, she never wanted to be known, right? She never wanted to be in the spotlight or anything. Mm. But I, I felt, you know, people should know who she was because of how much she inspired me. Mm -hmm. At the same time, her name was Ruth and uh, she was a nurse and she was everything to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and I wouldn't be here without her. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. big, man. To have to have a support system like that and encouragement, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's enormous. It's huge. I love yeah. you. Know, a lot of people miss out tremendously on uh the experience that experience and then the the who they might be with some of that in their life absolutely just a little tiny uh push or a little tiny bit of encouragement mm -hmm. i mean it's really easy to get uh, down on yourself or to doubt yourself right it's very easy i mean particularly if you're on the internet and yeah, yeah for sure comments <laughs> and 
Absolutely. whatever else comes with it. You can just as easily any day convince yourself that you shouldn't be doing something as much as you can convince yourself that you should be doing something. Absolutely. Yeah. So when, when people, you know, a lot of times people ask me, what should I do a YouTube channel? What should right. my YouTube channel be about? And I just, I always, I, I, I want to ask them some questions about how they deal with criticism. Right. right? Or right. how they, <laughs> or like, what they, do you have a thick skin? It's like, you want to, there's like a psychological assessment of, yeah. I don't want to be a part of, of uh, uh, pushing you towards something that isn't, is not going to be what you think it is. Absolutely. Like it's yeah. going to require a certain uh, amount of res resilience in the first place to, to kind of uh, continue with it. But, yeah. and, and I'm sure, I mean, I don't know how many videos you've posted here, but certainly enough. Yeah. Yeah. For to, sure. To have had a, uh, a little bit, a taste of that flavor. Oh, oh no, no, absolutely. Like every day. Oh, for sure. But I, I think uh, that's where uh, the freelance world helped me out, working with editors helped me out. Mm. So a lot of the, a lot of the bad comments came a lot earlier. So <laughs> I, I think I was, when I got here, I was much better prepared for the, for the bad comments, for sure. That's than I think the regular, yeah, the, the regular guy, for sure. Because, you know, I've been rejected from editors for years or, or times where, oh, when I was working on, uh, oh, when I was working on Percy Jackson, the, the visual effects producer, he, he didn't like my work. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, oh boy. I, I don't blame him. Looking back now, I, I was pretty slow, and and my work wasn't up to snuff, I guess, at the time. But uh, yeah, yeah, he didn't like it. <laughs> wow. it didn't work out. But he won an Academy Award, so I guess he, Did, he must have been right. So, so, so would that would that be uh, like him? Would he have raised his voice? Is this an in person oh, thing? Or oh would no, this have been... no, oh no, not a, not not like that. Oh, it's, okay. it's more when we actually go and and we actually look at the work. Okay. And then, oh, this is this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This I is wrong. see. Right. So, so a lot critique. of critique. Yes, exactly. The critiques. The critiques. Fair critiques. Let's mm -hmm. say fair. So I, I would never say he was unfair. I would never say that. Mm -hmm. uh, but but uh, years of criticism, that that definitely helped me accept it. At the same time, so whenever someone reacts to my video, uh, even negatively, that's why I always take it. Okay, there's a reason why this person's saying it. Either they're saying it just to get some attention or clout, or maybe this person actually has a point mm -hmm. uh, to what they're saying. So I'm always trying to figure out, you know, what what that is, and right. does this person have a point in it? If he does, then I'm more than willing to apply it to my to my craft. Right? Are you so, are you so in that case? Then are you glad that you had a chance to have some work experience outside of the internet or oh, social media before oh, transitioning into that? Absolutely, absolutely. I I don't think I would have lasted this long. Uh, you know, I've been on, I've been here since 2013 right now. I don't think I would last this, this long without that experience. Mm -hmm. that, uh, also, the amount of work that I put out on my channel, I couldn't have done that without uh, all the experience I've had uh, in all my many jobs. Like uh, all, of this, all of this is like a culmination of everything I've been doing in my artwork, in my art career. Like even my VFX, like if, if, if you show the, the rock video that I did, uh, we've been playing around also with some uh, of compositing and visual effects. Uh, uh, in there, so we did some fun things where I'm trying to give, I'm trying to give the rock, the drawing, here, here. <laughs> <laughs> so we did this thing where where um, one of my one of my workers, he's he's actually a former student of mine. I I uh, taught visual effects at um, Centennial College, and I hired him. And so he does a lot of the compositing work for me. So where you, did you go, Will? You went. You went. You were in this world as well. Yeah. What college? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I no, went no. To, I'm saying like what? specifically uh, animation. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. which school did you go? To? I went to Seneca. You went to Seneca, right on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah. You know Jim Zub? Oh yeah. 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 
I just inter- I just interviewed him uh, two days ago. Right. On. <laughs> yeah, right cool. On. Who uh, is who is this that we're uh, talking about? Uh, Jim's he's, up. Uh, he's my the, animation teacher. Yeah, he's an animation yeah. teacher over there. He also writes a lot of comic books for Marvel uh, as well. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Will Will's about to give him a shout out. Here. Oh, there you go. Hey, Jim. You get a shout out, buddy. Canadian <laughs> comic book, book writer. writer. Yes, yes. Oh, he does cool. a lot of yeah, he does a lot of fun stuff. Never quit his teaching job though. He loves loves teaching. Mm. And that's the thing too. Like I, I, I stopped teaching uh th- this year, uh mainly because of what, what happened. But also I found that like like I mentioned, the VFX industry changes so much. And I've been teaching since twenty fifteen. It came to the point where um the students know more than me. And when I'm you a, say when you so, say the when you say the industry changes, are you talking about like the tools and the software and things yes, like this? Exactly. Yes, yes. The different software it, it changes every year. Before, a lot of my like hundred percent of my work would be in Photoshop. It would all be there. And now they're they're adding in different programs like the Nuke, this compositing software. And then now my old job, it's all 3D now. They don't even use a lot of Photoshop in terms of building all the sets and stuff. Mm. So before I could get away with just, you know, just photoshopping some mountains and trees and all, all that stuff. But now they actually generate everything. Uh, what today. would be the advantage of that? Why would they transition? Um, well, if, if there's multiple uh, shots, it's a lot easier because then they just need to swing the camera around, around and it's a little bit easier. Uh, so everything, so everything is 3D, nothing is 2D. Well, it depends where you work, but yeah, it's, it's definitely going that way. Definitely mm. going that way. Uh, when I went to Lucasfilm, when I told you I went to the Star Wars show, I, I talked to the visual effects artists there, and they told me people don't have my job at that time. They didn't have, I was a matte painter, called us a matte painter. For those who don't know what matte painting is, that's, I call it filling in the green screen, right? So, <laughs> he, so a guy standing there, green screen, you need some mountains in the back, I'm your guy. I'll paint some mountains in the back, right? right? So nice. there you go. Matte painting in Photoshop, right? So a lot of this, before we just take pictures of rocks and stuff, kind of, uh, cobble them together. They call it photo bashing. I think that's so harsh. That's mm, all yeah. bashing, you know? I call it, fo- I tell my students photo uniting. <laughs> oh, Unite them, that's nicer, right? Yeah. Never Pleasant. caught on. <laughs> Never caught on. People like bad words. But, but uh, so we would do stuff like this, right? We would uh, take, take photos and, and we'd make it a real scene. And then we would project these uh, images onto some 3D, set a camera through it, and it would have that real feel. Mm. Like you're actually in that, that scene. Uh, but these days, uh, they're going more and more towards like a fully 3D generated uh, right. environment now. So, which I don't know how to do. <laughs> a little bit above my uh, what I what I did back in the day. So, wow. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like everything's a video game now. Yeah, for sure. Pretty much. Pretty much. Unreal Engine. Because uh, it gives you more flexibility, yeah. I suppose. And yeah. probably making changes and things like that. For if sure. If you ever had to. Yeah. Yeah. So if, it's always uh, amazing to me how technology influences creativity oh absolutely yeah and how the tools change the outputs yeah absolutely yeah and so if if the tools of the time when you were coming up or you know it happened to be photoshop that people were using then here's what things look like and and here's a style or here's a what's being produced and then the tools change and then so does the output oh for sure yeah so I remember when I went to when I went to Lucasfilm, they showed me the old old band paintings before they used to mm. they used to paint on glass, right? Like there, right there, yeah, here, that yeah. guy there. That was that was the original. That is they insane. They would paint on glass, yeah. And the 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 weird part about it, or the sad part about it, is once they get the shot, they clean the glass. Mm. They actually so this <laughs> a lot of this artwork doesn't exist anymore because they they actually clean the glass because they need the well, glass for other things. It, it yeah. exists in the sense that it's on film. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So you yes. have that at least. Yes. But imagine but origin- what those would be worth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. From the original oh, a lot movie, of money. Yes. If it was still on glass. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. That is yeah. man, Star Wars 
definitely deserves some credit for mm-hmm. that. No, absolutely. Yeah. For it's like prop making too. Mm-hmm. But for they had nothing, Physical. man. They right. had nothing. This guy talking about software <laughs> and 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 in 3D and yes. oh, I want to change this or I want to do that or whatever. Right. And you look at Star Wars and what they had to work with. Oh no, absolutely. And when and when you think about how they had to it was all on film, right? So they had to take a shot of it and then kind of combine it with the film. It's so, like, when they were telling me the process, first of all, I was just confused. <laughs> Where's the computers? Where's the computers? Oh, <laughs> I don't know, right? So, you can't even imagine putting yeah. together the team of people that would be experts on mm. all these aspects of what you were planning on doing. Right, exactly. You'd be like, oh, yeah. who do we call up for that? I don't know. He doesn't <laughs> exist yet. Let's, right. like... Uh, look for somebody who's an expert yeah. in this other thing. Yeah, for sure. Because look at all the uh, building, all the models and yes, painting, and yeah. Well, that's why uh, Lucasfilm was the, the pioneer of, of a lot of the stuff. Like, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, I'm gonna forget his name. But George Lucas? No, no. Um, Jim Henson? No, no. The visual effects uh, supervisor. Uh, he created Photoshop in Lucasfilm. What? Yeah, that's where. Yeah, he can. He created Photoshop. I forgot his name. Oh, and I met him too. <laughs> Will, you're not going to be able to track this yeah, down. Yeah, you're going to track this down. No oh, way. that's him. Oh, all right. Uh, the, third, the third one. The third one, do? the third one. That guy. What's his name? Uh, John Knoll. That's him. John Knoll. He, he wow. invented Photoshop. Doubting my skills. Uh, yes. yeah, there I don't you know. Go. I think, oh, I think, I think you, that they've improved <laughs> recently. I think they've improved recently. <laughs> yeah. So what the is it? So, Star- the, so this guy was a part of Star Wars and then Photoshop? Well, he, he created, uh, I, I believe, I could be wrong. But I believe he created Photoshop for use in the movies, right? And then, Whoa. and then it just expanded to what it is uh, today, right? Yeah. Cool. John, John, once John again, that's that, Noll, yeah. that's that. The original creators oh, of Photoshop. There, there you go, John. That's Noll. the interesting relationship between technology and yeah. software and creativity, and how that you need the tool to mm-hmm. do the thing you want to do, for so sure. you feel motivated to build the tool. And then once people have the tool, they do right. whatever they want with it. Absolutely, absolutely. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So were you a fan of these movies even, like, as a kid, the sci-fi stuff or superhero stuff? Uh, definitely the superhero stuff, uh, for sure. Star Wars, actually, I didn't, um, I didn't become a fan until later in life. Mm. Uh, like, uh, my, dad, my dad never took me to a Star Wars movie back in the day. Actually, the very first Star Wars movie I saw was Attack of the Clones. Whoa. And I, and I, I loved it. That's how I fell in love with Star Wars, Attack mm. of the Clones. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Wow. And then, uh, then I went back and I actually started mm. revisiting all of the, all of, um, all of the different movies. Uh, I fell in love with uh, Doug Chang's work. Doug Chang, uh, he's been working with Star Wars for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my heroes. Mm. And uh, so I would get all the, all the art of books for Star Wars, and th- that definitely in- influenced me uh, when, it, when it came to a lot, of my, a lot of my drawings, especially my Transformers drawings. Hmm. I felt that uh, that helped me a lot, looking at all of, all of his work. Cool. Helped a lot, yeah. Uh, what was the one Star Wars thing that you keep telling me is so good and I sh- it's animated? Uh, Visions? No. Attack of the Clones. Oh, that's what he's talking what was about. Was it Attack of the Clones? It's like a, the cartoon. Oh, the cartoon. Yeah, Clone the Wars. Cartoon. Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah. Clone Wars. Will's, Will's very, always telling me that this Clone well Wars is, is really good. Yes. Oh, I actually haven't seen Clone Wars. <laughs> it's I'll very good. I watched, the, I watched the movie one. I yes. watched the movie one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, I recommend it. It's amazing how you can create these enormous worlds Mm. and then people connect with them so deeply. And then the franchises exist for so long. Like, Mm. how how many pieces of Star Wars content exist? Yeah, yeah. So many. It's just, you can't even. So many. It's a tremendous franchise. For sure. For sure. I guess 
I guess that's probably why Disney paid a few bucks for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Probably. Well, they they got a deal, I think. After oh, really? After the well, they I think they paid uh, four four billion, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, it's worth way more than that for sure. Wow. They they could have got it for a lot more than that. But. Did you ever uh, think about uh, your own characters or your own stories? Well, uh, I could I could tell you that I'm actually developing. Uh, you know, those characters my son created, I'm actually crafting a story Whoa. around uh, all, all the, my daughter created some too. So uh, one of my writers um, that I worked with when I was working on Transformers, me and him are teaming up and we're trying to craft a story around uh, their particular characters. It's just trying to find a, an outlet for it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how to release it, whether that be comic book, but that's, it feels a little old school to me. Right. right, or should I tell it more like in an animated story or whatever? So we're we're still trying to work that out. We're taking our time with it. I like uh, that yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. So because my son came up with some cool characters, so we thought, okay, what would this guy do? What would this guy do? So, yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, it's always uh, it's always interesting to me how what the future plans are of a person in mm -hmm. in this space. Only, For sure. Only because it's so all encompassing. Right, yeah. Like once you get into the churn of it mm -hmm. and and you figure out your process right, yeah. for creating, publishing, and I mean even the business side of it, even right. setting up your relationships and figuring out who to hire and all, and all this, but you Absolutely. really get into the groove of it. And then at some point you start wondering what's next. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's a pretty common trait across the people that I have here as well. For sure. And, and to me, that's always, I don't think that should ever go away. No, no, for sure. Yeah. Because I find that for me, that this, that's a, ma a major motivator. It's mm -hmm. like uh, trying to discover what's next or what, what uh, approach you want to take on something. So I, I fully support you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what, one thing I, I really wanted to do, um, and, and also to kind of, uh, I wanted to answer the questions I had when I was a kid. Mm. Because when I was a kid, like what? To this day, my mom still thinks I'm unemployed at, at this point. Right? Just, she doesn't, never got never got it, right? Growing up, she's like, what do you do? <laughs> Your wife's the nurse. She's paying the bills, right? right, <laughs> right. right, but, right, right. Um, but I wanted to... Do something where well, your mom could, was your first of all was your mom born here? She wasn't born here. No, she wasn't born here. She was born in the Philippines. They yeah. came here in the seventies, right? Uh, it, so you can't blame her, really. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely, of course. Uh, and I think the moms just want to make sure you're you're gonna eat. That's yeah. all. Yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, so it's more she just doesn't understand uh, the type of things I do. Right. Uh, I remember when I told my I, the most the one I was most scared of when I quit my job in 2015. I was most scared to tell my mom I was going to quit my job. Mm. So I went my went to my mom and like, mom, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit my job in film. And she's like, okay, what you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna do some YouTube stuff and I'm gonna teach at the <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna teach in the college on the side. And she goes, oh, college professor? Huh? Wow, my son's a professor. Wow. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you just gave her that little yeah, piece. Yeah, yeah, she she piece. She's holding something on something to grip yeah, on to. Like, oh, yeah. Professor, yeah. good. Something she can tell her relatives and <laughs> friends. My son is fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, right? So I, I want to give, like, because I know I'm not the only one. So I want to give, help these kids who want to be creative. First of all, I want to give them options. I want to show them what's possible out there because, you know, they could work in animation. They could work in YouTube. They could sell NFTs for a lot. You know, they could do all these things these days. Right. And I want to give them an outlet for that. Uh, so... Couple of couple of things I am working on. First of all, I'm, I'm I have this podcast where I'm interviewing professionals. I like Jim Zub. That was that's what, what oh, yeah. that was for. Uh, pretty much just to show kids like how can you actually make a living? Like yeah, I like doodling in my sketchbook. How can I make money off this? Yeah. Well, I want to show kids how they can do that. So mm. that's one way. But I'm also uh, in the works of creating a documentary 
on um oh, well i'm gonna start with i'm gonna start with um with comic books and because uh, just because i'm i have a toe in that field i know so many people so people who don't know what's what's involved in comic books i'm gonna interview all these people i'm gonna interview all these directors uh they agreed to be a part of this just to show kids like uh, how comic book art really influences the pop culture that we see today that like a lot of the scenes in that you see in your favorite Marvel movies, those are ripped from a comic book, some directly, some right. panel to panel, panel. So some comic book artist came up with that idea eventually. And also I want to give them a little shine as well at the same time. So that's a longer term project. I also want to write, write a book about it as well. So it's at this point, it's more about inspiring the next generation the way my wife inspired me. That's what mm, I want to do. I like that. Yeah. Pass it, pass it forward like that. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. Do, yeah. do you think that you could, this is, this is going to be a difficult task here, but maybe there's somebody uh, listening to this right now mm -hmm. that is uh, a youngster that is having a similar experience to you where they're passionate or enthusiastic about something. Maybe it doesn't have to be art, but just something. Right. Yeah. And... Uh, what you went through having to sort of uh, push through, convince people or whatever, stick to it. Wh what would, uh, what, what could you offer up to that individual that's in that? Because you've been, you've been at it now for a number of years. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, so presumably along the way, mm -hmm. you, you've learned something. Absolutely. Well, well one, one, again, one advantage that I had was because I went to so many different art fields, um, I went into comic books. I thought that was for me, and it turned out it wasn't for me. Hmm. Right? I went into film. I thought that was for me, and it actually turned out it wasn't for me at the same time, especially if you're young. First of all, I'll tell you, you're young, and you got a lot of time ahead of you, and it, it is time to experiment. Try, just okay. try everything, right? Okay. Sometimes, uh, and especially with art, sometimes you don't know what kind of art you like to do at the same time. So just keep practicing different styles. Don't be open to try mm. different things, right? And then maybe you'll find the one that not only that you like, but other people will like as well. And you, you'll feel that. You, know? mm -hmm. you, you could definitely feel that. Did you ever have apprehension as far as putting your stuff out, like as, uh, on the internet? Because I know I knew mm -hmm. a lot of people growing, growing up, creative types, who would uh, maybe be into art or maybe be into music or mm -hmm. whatever. But it would be like a sort of private endeavor. They wouldn't get to the point of really sharing it because that would open you up to criticism. And then I that's see. the part where I think a lot of people would sort, sort of leave it alone is, right. is the, 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 the process of sharing it or taking it seriously because then there's extra mm -hmm. pressure associated with that. Right, for sure. So yeah. did you ever struggle with uh, putting stuff out? Um, I, I'll actually say no because, again, it was beaten out of me, the criticism. <laughs> All those years, that, that definitely helped. Mm. That definitely helped. Now, earlier in, the, in my career, when I first started working in comics, of course, I would, I would go to, like, message boards at that time. Uh, that's the only place you could see criticism on the message boards just to see. And it would definitely affect me a lot more than it would today. Right. Definitely affect me a lot more. Um, but uh, when, I, when it actually came time that being an influencer or being, you know, actually posting my art you know, on Instagram and all that. Yeah. By that time, I've had so much criticism throughout my career. It's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I like this particular piece of art. So you, you're going to like it or you're not going to like yeah, and it I at think, the end of the day. You know? I think there's two right? ways, two ways to take it. Like I think yeah. even if it may, even if it does sting you, there's yeah. a way in, there's a way you can interpret it where you can use it as fuel. You oh, can, for sure. You can, like uh, an, an, uh, some extra energy to, right. to, to go after the thing that you want even harder. You can, right. you can look at the exact same comment mm -hmm. and say, you know, 
I'm, I'm going to give up. Or you can look at that comment or that criticism and say, I'm going to improve. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and like, like I mentioned before, like maybe the person has a point too. They're like, maybe they just say, yo, that, that eye is a little wonky. Well, maybe, maybe it is a little wonky, right? Did you ever get like, that exact comment? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or, or something looks off. Maybe they have a point. Like, uh, the ones that are just like um, insulting, where like, oh, you suck. Okay, that's fine. Right. right. But if, if they're actually like uh, criticizing your art, and maybe they do have a point at the mm -hmm. end of the day, maybe you do want to listen mm -hmm. and see how you could improve. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's the thing. Like, I see a lot of artists, uh, especially on TikTok these days, mm -hmm. and, and it's fast. That's one thing about the TikTok algorithm. They know how to find an audience uh, for sure. And I, I, see very, I see very defensive artists. Mm -hmm. I, I see artists who like to fight. Mm. I see artists who like, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll comment and they'll put the comment up here and they'll be like, oh yeah, well, look at this, <laughs> that, that type of thing. Uh, I guess that's, that's the, uh, you know, the younger generation or those sure. people who aren't used to that kind of criticism sure, sure. At, at that time. But, you know, it, it takes time. It, it does hurt. It still, it still hurts me. Uh, yeah. Time, but I, I I learned to deal with it. That's also even better, what, you know? what you just said right there right. is also good advice as far as I'm concerned, yeah. which is it takes time. It takes time. Like yeah. all of it. Yeah. All of it takes time. For sure. It doesn't happen instantaneously and it requires uh, some level of commitment. When people ask me, like, how did you do anything? Right. I, I often start with persistence. Like right. I kept doing it. Mm -hmm. Other people may have jumped off this train <laughs> right, exactly. at some point <laughs> at, at much more reasonable spots along the way. Right. Uh, persistence has been a really uh, key uh, component Absolutely. In, in everything for me. And it sounds like it's a key component for, for you as well. For sure. And, and that's where loving what you do comes into play. Because if you love what you do, if you enjoy what you do, then it's fine if not many people watch. Because at least you enjoy what you're doing. That's something else. Yeah, exactly, right? If you don't like what you're doing and you're just trying to get views, you're, gonna, you're not going to last very long <laughs> at right. the same time. That's why I only like drawing uh, the way I like to draw. Mm. Uh, you'll see uh, I only usually draw like the way I drew you guys like a pen on board like people ask me to draw different ways or use paint and stuff but I, I don't really like doing that so yeah, maybe I'll get a few more views here and there but it's not it's not me hmm. it's not what I like doing right so I'd, I'd rather you know I'd rather do my style and if people like it that's fantastic right mm. if they don't that's fine too that's mm. fine too there's other artists on YouTube I'm sure that uh, they could they could watch as that's well some, you know this is some fantastic maturity that you're yeah. showcasing yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, that yeah, I'm trying <laughs> Try. <laughs> well, listen, man, yeah. this has been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. You are uh, like a vibrant personality. Oh, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. It's like it's like fun to be in your presence. Oh, thank you. Thank and, you. Fun to be uh, in yours as well. Yes, I appreciate sure. uh, all the art that you've posted online and then thank even you. the stuff that you brought that we can uh, showcase ourselves now. Yes. yes. So thanks for stopping by yeah. and uh, thanks yeah. for chatting. Yeah, you know, thanks for having me. You know, uh, Unbox Therapy, Box Office Artists. It's bound <laughs> to happen. This had to happen. Happen, you know? There you go. The crossover. They've all been waiting for. There you go. <laughs>